So uh, when are you done with those meetings? I think the week after I'm 21. Yeah, they're gonna hook you up with a job or what? Yeah, fucking sit in a room and do long division for the next 50 years. Yeah, probably make some nice bank though. Gonna be a fucking lab rat. Better than this shit. Way out of here. I want a way out of here for. I mean, I'm gonna fucking live here the rest of my life. You know, be neighbors. You know, we'll have little kids. Fucking take them a little league together up Foley Field. Look, you're my best friend, so don't take this the wrong way. In 20 years, if you're still living here, coming over to my house to watch the Patriots game, still working construction, I'll fucking kill you. That's not a threat. What? That's a fact. I'll fucking kill you. What the fuck are you talking about? Look. You got something none of us have. Oh, come on. Why, why is it always this? I mean, I fucking owe it to myself to do this or that. What if I don't no, want to? No, 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 no. Fuck you. You don't owe it to yourself. You owe it to me. Because tomorrow I'm going to wake up and I'll be 50. And I'll still be doing this shit. That's all right. That's fine. I mean, you're sitting on a winning lottery ticket. You're too much of a pussy to cash it in. And that's bullshit. Because I'd do fucking anything to have what you got. So would any of these fucking guys. It'd be an insult to us if you're still here in 20 years. Hanging around here is a fucking waste of your time. You don't know that. I don't? No, you don't know no, that. Oh, I don't know that. Let me tell you what I do know. Every day, I come by your house and I pick you up. When we go out, we have a few drinks and a few laughs, and it's great. You know what the best part of my day is? for about 10 seconds from when I pull up to the curb and when I get to your door. Because I think maybe I'll get up there and I'll knock on the door and you won't be there. No goodbye, no see you later, no nothing. I'm just left. I don't know much, but I know that. The credit belongs to the man who is actually in the arena whose face is marred by dust and sweat and blood. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Vitruvian Man podcast. I'm your host, Zach Shankin. Today's episode, I do not have a guest. Apologize to those that only don't like to hear me speak only. Um... You're stuck with me for this week. Uh, next week, we'll be having a guest on. Super excited. Ryan, I don't know if you're listening, but excited to have you on next week, bro. Your story is really exciting. So for those listening now, stay tuned for for Ryan. Uh, went to high school with him. Cool guy. Um, just going to dive into a little bit of his story, some of the challenges he's overcome. And um, I don't know. It's a valuable story that I think people need to hear, and I think it will help people if they're, they're struggling with some of the same stuff. But not too much of a preview. Um but yeah, for this week, it'll probably be a shorter one. I uh, just wanted to get on here <clears throat> and talk a little bit about um, the importance of surrounding yourself with people that are supportive of what you're working on. Um, as you saw in the in the intro there, it was a little clip from Goodwill Hunting, um, one of my favorite movies of all time. Definitely a, a top 100 movie you have to see before you die. Um, and... That scene, I think, speaks a lot to the idea of having that supportive circle and touches on some of the stuff I'm going to touch on in this episode. So I guess getting into it, I think, um, you know, as people move into 
and as you in your life go into the space where you get to a place and you're like, okay, I want to improve myself, whether it's physically, you know, I want to, I want to start working out, you know, I'm not happy with what I'm seeing in the mirror. Or I, I'm starting to see some health, negative health effects and I want to change that. Or, you know, I'm not happy with my career path. I want to start working on a side hustle or, you know, you know, I went to school to study medicine or engineering or law because that's what people expected of me and my parents expected. And that was the typical path. And, you know, but I've always been really passionate about graphic design or what, whatever your story is, you know. Um, but it, it's come, you've come to the place where you want to pursue that thing that something in deep in you is calling to your, your heart and your soul. When you make that decision and when you start to act in accordance with your purpose and, and that, that uh, I guess, innate desire within you, things start to change around you. Obviously, your environment directly is going to be reflected by your internal mindset, but it's certainly also you will run into resistance in the people um, around you. And, and that's kind of one of the hardest things, you know, I've felt going through my journey of trying to become the best version of myself, trying to build this program. But even over the years, just trying to build myself into, you know, a better person, you run into resistance from anyone and everyone, right? Like it's cur cur the cursory stuff is easy to kind of brush off when it's just people you don't know that may be judging you or say, say you post, you're really proud of progress in the gym. And so you post a picture on your story and, you know, people might say, oh, dude, like that guy's so, so egotistical. What does he think? Like he's hot shit. And that's easy to brush off. But the harder stuff is when it's people that you love and care about and you know love and care about you. But when they're around you and they see you, you know, elevating yourself, working on yourself, trying to become a better version, and it makes them a little bit uncomfortable. And it's ultimately not at all a reflection of you. It's it's simply their own insecurities about what they're not changing or what they're, you know, they're hiding in their regular routine and they're just, they begin to just project onto you the insecurity of them not improving themselves onto you. And so, you know, when they're like, hey, man, like, what do you mean you're going to go to bed early tonight and wake up and work in the morning? Like, just come out with us. It's not that big of a deal. Or like, it's not that deep. Like, what, bro, like, why, are you, why aren't you eating that? Like, you think you're better than us? Like, take, t like, eat some dessert. Like, it's not that big of a deal or um, and whatever it is. Everybody's heard some amount of that or like they might be like, oh, you know, like so-and-so's working on her like side thing on the art but like it's a good thing she's still at her job you know like they they don't trust in vision they'll never understand it they 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 aren't you and so you have this vision your path um you see the the goal in mind and you can't really expect other people to necessarily see it but it is really really hard when you hear it from people that you love and care about and and you face that resistance but ultimately the people from your hometown aren't going to get it. The people that are closest to you aren't going to get it. Your loved ones, your your family members, even they're not going to. It's not going to make sense, and and no one's gonna no one's gonna believe or support you um, until you have something to show for it. That's the unfortunate reality. You know, like there may be one or two or three people in your life, you know, in your current circle that might get it, but ultimately they're kind of just generally in favor of supporting you oh you know i support them and whatever they do but they don't get it they don't understand the mission the path and so even those people that are close to you you know like as i'm building this program when i talk to my even my family members 
it's like you can see the discomfort in in their eyes or like close close friends roommates people that you love and i know i i know they love and care about me but you like see it and 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 it makes them uncomfortable and you know they they may not voice it directly to you but whether they're talking to it about you behind your behind your back or you know they're just like well you know it's probably a good idea idea to make sure you like focus on like your main job and like they they just don't understand what you're trying to build and and it's really it's it's super emotionally hard and and any amount of this you know whether it's you're trying to break out of a toxic relationship that you're in um and it's just always been that way and it's like the comfortable thing or or like a hometown circle that's not been good for you or whatever friend group you've developed over your time in say college like for me now exiting college you know I'm a 23 year old guy just getting out of four or five years of being in like a fraternity environment which you know I'll have to like caveat that for those that like aren't familiar I went to Georgia Tech so it's like not exactly what you would imagine a fraternity environment would be because yes there is the typical level of degeneracy in like an environment that is conducive to things like binge drinking and and like a little bit of alcoholism, like normal college debauchery, but at the same time, you know, you're down the hall from guys that are going to work at SpaceX, Apple, you know, Bain Consulting, and so like very high performance, like a work hard, play hard environment. So I, I gained a tremendous amount from that experience. I, I love the friends that I've made that will last my entire life. Um, I was able to serve in leadership positions. So anyway, I'll step back from that tangent before it gets too too long and drawn out. Um, but to say that you know, that environment, that friend group, a lot of those people, they aren't, aren't going to get it. And as far as like the escaping that weekly cycle of like, you know, you work all week and then you get to Friday and it's like, Hey, let's go out like to the same bar that we always go to. And then you go out that night, you wake up hungover the next day, you go out for brunch and start it again with mimosas and then you drink and then you go out that night, you're hungover a Sunday, halfway through Sunday, it's like, well, shit, like work starts tomorrow. And then it's the Sunday scaries. And then it's just this like endless loop. And if you don't change your behavior, you don't get to break out of that. Like you have to make a decision that like, I'm not going to go out this Friday. I'm going to stay in and work on whatever I'm passionate. Like if you, if you want to be able to escape that, whatever the nine to five cycle, maybe that like, maybe the job is the problem, but maybe it's not the job. Maybe it's the friend. Maybe, maybe it's like where you live. You say like, I don't want to live in this small town anymore. Well, it's going to, it's not, you can't just walk away from that. You're going to, you're that costs money and you got to make a plan and you got to step into it and say, how do I make actionable steps to get out of here? And it's not going to happen by doing, you can't get different results by doing exactly the same inputs before, right? Like X plus Y is always going to equal Z. So if you want, if you don't want Z to be the result, you have to give a different variable in the front. And so, I mean, that was so poorly said, but, but you know, you know what I mean? Like you can't, it's like like the stereotypical definition of insanity is trying the same thing over and over and expecting different results. If you don't want to look, if you don't want to look in the mirror and see the same body that you've always had, you have to do things differently. You have to change something, whether it's eat a little bit cleaner, Go to the gym when you're not going to the gym. Like you can't expect to get stronger or healthier if you don't work out, stretch, sleep well, hydrate, all that stuff. And it's the same in the non-physical aspects of life. You're not, you can't expect to become a millionaire. You don't, no, no one becomes a millionaire by accident. You have to make a plan, build
build businesses and you know cash flows and revenue streams that are going to get you to that million um and the same thing is true for relationships you can't accidentally stumble upon a circle of people that are just going to be perfect and align with your goals and missions you have to actively seek that out you know a huge part of what i talk about in this program is like when you build yourself to become the ideal version of yourself it does attract those people and that is true but you also have to be active in your seeking of building that circle and surrounding yourself with people that matter um, and and like are aligned with that mission. It doesn't mean you have to say permanently goodbye to all those friends and loved ones that you care about. But at a minimum, you have to set hard boundaries and say like, I'm not going to sacrifice my dreams, goals, and aspirations just so that I don't offend your insecurity about your particularly your life. Um, this relates back to the intro um, video that that I was talking about with the or that I referenced earlier with the Goodwill hunting scene. And so for those that aren't familiar, the story generally is this guy, he's kind of like a savant. Savant is the word I was looking for. Um, this guy's a complete savant at like mathematics and high level computing and just in his, in his mind, but he's like a hometown um, kind of like rough and tumble guy. And he, he's like South side of Boston doesn't really come from much. And so his story is that like he stumbles up, into this world of academia and it's kind of this coming of identity and he doesn't want to leave the environment that he's in, right? Like he, you see it in the scene. He's like, yeah, I just want to be here, um, do what I've always done. And what's special about the scene is his friend who recognizes that his potential is less than, you know, the main character, um, Ben Affleck's character. He still wants for his friend to go out and, get for himself what he is capable of. Um, and, and that's an example of a, of a friend, a person in your circle that wants you to elevate. And a huge concept in the just grand scheme of life is that a lot of times to elevate yourself to the next level, you have to separate, like separate to elevate. And it's really, really hard. But if you want a 1% life, you cannot do what the 99% of people are doing. You have to make decisions differently. You have to go through your day in a much, much different, like it's going to feel extremely lonely. It's going to feel extremely weird. It's going to be absolutely uncommon. But if you want an uncommon result, you have to take uncommon actions. So a big part of that means separating, unfortunately, separating yourself somewhat from the current environment people whatever that are doing the normal stuff and it's not to like you don't have to it's not a like i'm doing this because i'm better but it's like i'm acting in accordance with like what i feel like my purpose my drive my mission is and if the people around me are not at a minimum like not stepping in the way but certainly supportive like nothing no, like greatness can't be achieved in isolation and so you have to kind of curate your environment and the people around you to become that circle of people. So like actively seeking them out. And ultimately that's something I'm trying to build with this program for, you know, men that are looking to do the same. And like, I am looking for those people to become part of my circle as well, but also have generate that community and circle for them. You know, people, so many people are out there on the mission alone. Like the last five years, I've pretty much done it alone. I've been passionate about all this stuff alone and in, in kind of like quiet study and, and like 
interest, but haven't really shared it with anyone, you know, even, even my closest friends, like it's like, if they weren't into it, it was never something that we had like a shared conversation about. And so it's been kind of this like lonely journey and it would, it would have been so much easier. And, and as I start to bring people into my life that are aligned with this path and purpose, like it's really amazing. And that, that's kind of what I, what I talk about with like becoming your best version attracts the path. Like since starting this podcast, since starting to build the program and seek out people in it, like the interaction I've been able to get is, is amazing. People that I had no idea would be interested in this stuff, you know, shoot a DM or like swipe up on a story or whatever it is. And they say like, Hey man, like really love what you're doing. Like, I really liked what you said about blah, blah, blah. Or like, I thought it was interesting that you had this opinion on blah. And had I not put that out there, I would have never known. And so it's, it's about like, you become, you become the version of yourself that you want to be. And like by create, putting that product that is yourself out into the world, you start to attract other people that are interested in that same energy. And all of this stuff is, is easier said than done. Certainly. Um, it, it is not, it is not easy to have those hard conversations with siblings, parents, close friends, um, even, even romantic partners, if, if they're standing in the way of like well, your purpose and your mission, you have to honor that for yourself, not only because you deserve it for you, but the people around you deserve you, you, you at your best. And you can't do that when you're pretending to be someone that you're not, when you're around them or for them. Eventually that, that comes to roost in a, in a sense. And as far as the concept of addition through subtraction, you know, this idea that removing negative things and people from your life is going to add to your life more than adding additional things. Um, we see it across a lot of different spectrum, right? Like it's, you're going to see more results from getting the bad food out of your diet than adding a few, like eating a, eating a cheeseburger and then a salad afterwards, you're going to, that doesn't negate the cheeseburger. But if you take out the cheeseburger and it just have the salad, that's going to be where the positive comes in. So in the same way, it's important to add these positive people to your life and this build, start building the circle, but you have to remove the people that are toxic and non-conducive to your goals. Um, and, and we see it across a lot of different things, right? Like in, in engineering and design, they say like, you know, you want the simplest, like remove elements so they can be the, the simplest, cleanest design, not only for functionality, but like maintenance and all this other stuff, or even in writing, right? Like the most concise way they, like I had an English teacher in high school say, you know, you should write double the length of what you want for the results. So if you want, you know, a 10 page paper, write 20 pages and then cut it in half and you'll have a really, really good 10 page paper. Um, so it's about that re reduction and d distillation of kind of that, that environment. Um, and, and that is like super important in your life, right? Like getting those people in and into your life that, that are helpful to you. And when you're evaluating who should be, those people in your life that are the ones that should stay and are the ones that are positive for you and, and part of this align with your mission, align with your purpose and supportive of what you're trying to do. It's really, really hard to kind of understand, you know, who, who's going to be there. Is it worth trying to, you know, convince the people that are there that it, that it, they should be there and try to get them to behave differently. It's not worth your, it's not worth your breath. I'll, I'll, I'll skip to that immediately. It's not worth your breath to try to get those people on board. But 
it, it is hard to, to think about like who's going to be there and is it important. But what I will say is that the people that matter and that always mattered will respect what you're trying to do and they'll be the ones to stick it through and stay with you. Um, and then for those that like have to be kind of removed and step away from your life, like they weren't meant to be there for the long run. You know, people are there, they say like people, some people stay for seasons and some people are there for life and whatever. And like, it's like, just like previous relationships, you don't have to look like you can look back positively on a, on somebody that you dated and say like, that was fun. It wasn't the the right fit for the long term, but it was like, I learned a lot from that experience. I enjoyed my time with them. Um, and it's the same way about your broader circle too. Like, they were there for this period of time in my life and it, and like they provided value to me and I provided value to them. And even if it was just for like fun times, right. You, you, you spend the time, whether it's like a college window or like these are my high school friends and it doesn't mean like they were any less, but you have to actively curate who's around you in, in order to be able to like elevate yourself. Um, and the people that were meant to be there for life will will naturally stay there you don't have to worry about like are they the right ones or not like they either are on board and like clearly are meant to be there or if you face resistance it's like it's going to be hard to say goodbye but you have to you have to honor what's true to you and your mission um in order to be able to move forward and elevate yourself and as far as an encouragement or i guess like call to action. I, I don't really know the best way to phrase it, but basically you kind of have, you kind of have two choices. You either like have the pain of letting those people go. And, and that like, that is a, it's a real pain. It, it's not that it's invalid or fake or less than it, it is hard to say goodbye to those people that you have that choice. That that is one pain you could experience, or you could live with the pain of regret for not pursuing your dream, not pursuing the goal, aspiration, the thing you were trying to do. And I would argue and pretty definitively say that the pain of regret is worse for two reasons. One, it's longer, right? Because if you let someone go, you learn to get over it. Life moves on. Their life moves on. They're going to be okay. You're going to be okay. So it's a shorter window of time versus regret is lingering. But it, all, it not only lingers, it festers. And you start to b- build resentment towards the people that you like seeded your dream for and they might not even know it right like and then it manifests in really toxic ways i think about this in like long-term like marriage situations like if your partner does is non-supportive of whatever your dream is and you're like okay like i won't do it because they won't they don't want me to you start to like internally build resentment towards that person because you're acting out of accordance with who you are for them. And if you don't communicate that and say like, you know, my mission is I have to be authentically true to myself. And like, as far as a long-term like lifetime partnership, like if you're not aligned with my path, then like we have to split ways and like find someone else who is aligned with that path, right? Like you're on your, you're on your path in this one way. And like, there is somebody meant for that. Um, whether they're there for, from, you know, 23 to the time you die, or you don't meet them till you're 35. Like it, it doesn't particularly matter, but it's very important that they are there for the right reasons. And you owe it to yourself, but also to that person to not 
seed your goals, missions, aspirations, whatever for them because how could they ever be, it's how could you ever be the best, how could you ever care for them in the best way if you aren't the best of yourself, if that makes sense. I know this has been kind of a sporadic episode mini pod thing. I'm not sure what this is going to amount to time-wise. I'm sure it's going to be kind of choppy. Definitely more of a, I guess, stream of consciousness. Just wanted to put something out um, in the interim. I hope that it provided some value to some people. Um, and I'm super excited for next week having Ryan on. It'll definitely be much more like a long-form kind of storytelling thing. I think it's a lot, always a lot easier to have a bit of a dialogue instead of a monologue. Um, I noticed that, you know, going from episodes one, two, and three, when it was just me versus talking to both Josh's and Avard and now moving to talk to Ryan next week. And, you know, I have a long guest list of people I would love to have on. Um, and I encourage you guys, like for those that are listening, please do send me people that you would like to hear me interview. And it could be anybody. I mean, like my goal list is, is large and certainly shoots very high, but I know that one day I'll get there. It's just about like scaling um, and slowly kind of finding people that I can reach out to and and make a connection with. So excited to have more people on in the future. Um, Excited to continue to build um, what I'm working on. And I guess for those that have listened and, you know, specifically the men in the audience, if you feel like any amount of what I talked to about today, as far as having that circle um, around you that is supportive and all on the mission of improving themselves um and you feel like you have struggled to find that in your life um first of all i have and and still you know ongoingly am working on it so i would say dm me please um at z-d-s-c-h-e-n-k-e-n on instagram i'm always looking to bring people into my circle and certainly with what i'm trying to build with this first group of the program i'm looking for those guys that are interested in taking that leap investing in themselves and ultimately building that like wolf pack for themselves um, with each other on their own mission and everybody's kind of moving forward and progressing together. It's kind of this, this kind of all coming together to build a better, a better version of themselves and each other. So a group that can offer accountability, all that stuff. Um, Please reach out to me. Um, looking to find that next group of guys. Um, at the moment, I'm, I'm trying to take on uh, three more spots. So please reach out if that's something you're interested in. It sounds like you're, you would be interested. i um, looking to fill those and um, excited to hear from you guys. Um, otherwise, if you've enjoyed the podcast, please follow um, at Vitruvian Gentleman on Instagram for the podcast and the program. Uh, follow me at Z-D-S-C-H-E-N-K-E-N on Instagram as well. Uh, if you enjoyed the podcast, DM me your thoughts. Like I said, I'm always open to hearing feedback. I'd love to hear any guests you guys want me to have on, stuff like that. Um, but I'll keep it brief and and sign off. Um, until next week, uh, remember your time is your most valuable resource and thank you for spending a little of it with me, Memento Mori, and I will see you on next week's episode of the Vitruvian Man Podcast. And if he fails, at least fails while daring greater, so that his place shall never be with those cold and timid souls.
no neither victory nor defeat.